welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater of the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. I'm so happy to share that this episode is sponsored by our friends over at Daft Boy. Daft Boy is an LGBTQ plus owned and operated startup based in San Francisco, committed to creating high quality and unique fans, accessories, and gear perfect for any occasion. Listeners of Block Talk can earn 15% off their purchase at daftboy.com with the code BLOCKTALK15. That's BLOCKTALK15 at daftboy.com. And as always, follow me on Instagram on Michael Block Talk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. The queens of France are coming to join the drag race family. So how will these French divas fare? It's time to preview the premiere season of Drag Race France. And we're having a little menage a trois. Joining me to discuss it all is Amanda Masker and Scouts Honor. Hello. Hi. Hi. Um, bonjour. Bonjour. Uh, listeners, you can't see it, but I am having a little bit of a charcuterie in honor of this because one, I'm hungry, and two, I love cheese. And France is good cheese. I'm having a Catalan. What is it? Catalan? Is that what it's called? Um, Cantal. No. Cantal cheese. Same letters. See, this is what we were discussing this before. Amanda was like, you should know how to um, do French uh, speaking because of the Romance language. No, no. You put letters in places I don't get it. Um yes. It's fine, uh, but I have some uh, some some cheese and I have menage a trois bouquet rosé wine uh, from yeah. California. Uh, <laughs> we tried, we tried here, we did our best. Um, so close. It was fifteen dollars. We're perfect. We go for a budget here. Those are my favorite, um, absolute well, favorite wines. Welcome to the preview podcast. You've both done previews before, so this is nothing new for you. Um, have you two ever met virtually before? Yes. Yes, yeah. we have. Which one podcast did we do? We did. It was we the music one. It was the. Uh, oh, um, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. Uh, I can't remember. See, uh, almost 500 episodes. I can't remember these things. Um, I think it's funny that in the time between when we recorded that and now, there's probably twice as many Drag Race songs that could be ranked. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally. The exponential curve of of drag race content. Because now, at least on the US season, there's at least six songs per season. Right? Poor Leland. Oh, Leland. (laughs) Poor Leland. They got him locked in the world of Wonder Basement, churning out anything that might sound like it. Breaking it out. Or just using the same song for two different shows. Good for him. He probably probably forgot. Listeners, if you haven't listened, Lucky and um, Every Day is a Holiday When You're a Drag Queen is the same song. It is the same song. Listen to it, yes. Listen to it, the same song. Good for you, Leland, because you made it work. All right. um, I paid for both. You sure did. Before we dive into drag in France, I just want to know, what are your favorite French things? My favorite French things. Oh my goodness. I am a, we were just talking about this. I'm a big old croissant slut. Love them. I literally had like every meal the other day was a fucking croissant. Um, uh, and I really, really love French food. I mean, 
I've always been a Francophile, like my entire life. Um, it's sort of the way I was raised. And I studied French for a decade and, you know, cause I wanted to work in fashion and I thought that would help me. Uh, spoiler, it did not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. That's, uh, <laughs> I should have been learning Chinese, but anyway. Um, so yeah, all every, oh my God, from macarons to like all sorts of pastry. I mean, when it comes to food, at least like that's my favorite French thing. Oh my God. Like phenomenal. Now, Scout, I'm sure you're no stranger to a baguette. <laughs> I have many, many, many a baguette um, in my life. Um, one of my roommates is part French. He's one of yes. my French things. Um, yeah. Ask your um, part French roommate if you want to do a recap. Because uh, his boyfriend kind of um, poo-pooed that. <laughs> uh, Gabriel. <laughs> um, so have you learned French from him? We. Oui. Mm-hmm. Now is this? Um, now, now, um, I'm not going to call out the incestuous relationship that happens in your house. Um, but there, is is, it, there is no such thing, not in this household. No, not at all. Um, is it a French thing? Is that what's going on? Huh? Is that a French thing? Is that why you all were connected? Uh, yeah, yeah. There was definitely oh. a French thing. Um, um, listeners, we're going to try not to be offensive to the French, um, and by we, I mean me. We're we? There's going to be no reference to Remy the Ratatouille. Uh, we're not going to be talking Remy about... Remy the Ratatouille. That's we're not going to be I talking about... <laughs> no no PRS cargo going on here. Can I make, um, can I make a Dexter's Lab reference? Can I just think you're saying omelette du fromage over, over and over? There it is. Um, but yeah, I'm excited because I know nothing about France. Um, anything that I know is through cinema, basically. So I'm excited to have another drag race season where we're going to learn about the culture because we know they're going to infuse it. But let's give you the facts about this show. The show's going to debut on June 25th on Well Presents Plus and France.tv slash. I guess that's their streaming service. Uh, the series will be hosted by Drag Race 12's Nikki Doll with judges Daphne Berkey and Kitty Smile. Are you familiar with either of their work? No. <laughs> Well, I'm excited to meet them because, yeah. hey, we got to meet some cool people um, in Drag Race Hispania. Mm-hmm. I mean, even Drag Race Canada, Drag Race. I mean, just yeah. honestly, at this point, I don't even know what other franchises. I, I keep forgetting. <laughs> now, this will be the second series to feature a former Drag Race contestant as the head judge following Brooklyn Heights. So if we do the logic here, season 11, season 12, who from season 13 is hosting an international season? Um, Candy Muse hosting Drag Race Bronx. <laughs> Drag Race DR. <laughs> yep, there it is. That's that's it. There you go. Um, it is rumored that the premiere episode will feature guest judge appearances by French fashion designer Jean-Paul Gaultier and former Miss France Iris Mitinaire. Um, This will technically, I know we're going technically here because um, there's debate on whether it is included or not, but this will technically be the seventh series to be non-English speaking after The Switch, Drag Race Thailand, Drag Race Holland, Drag Race Espana, Drag Race Italia, and the soon-to-come Drag Race Philippines. Um, do we consider The Switch Drag Race? Yes. Gia Gunn was on it. And wasn't April Carry On also? Oh, I think you're right, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. Um, um, it wasn't, was 
Drag, I thought Drag Race Philippines, they filmed part of it in English because every little bit of jiggly talking has been in English. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, I think it's also countries where like yeah. it is mixed dialects anyway. Yeah. And, you know, so. I hope it's just no. jiggly talking in English and everyone else. Everybody's like, <laughs> okay. It's not like, English. Yeah. Now, what I love to do when we premiere a new season in a new country, I love to at least give the listeners a little bit of facts that we know about the LGBTQ plus rights and such in said countries. Because when we went, when we did France, um, I mean, Italia, um, we learned that Italy's maybe not the most uh, progressive when it comes to the rights in LGBTQ plus people. But France, they're doing well. They're, they're, they're pretty damn good. Uh, they are considered to be one of the most gay-friendly countries in the world. 77% of the population believes homosexuality should be access- accepted by society. That's progress. Um, the first Pride Parade in France was held in Paris in 1981. Same-sex sexual activity was officially made legal in 1791. Because, yeah, you got to make sure there's a law protecting anal. <laughs> the sodomites. Now, anti-discrimination laws in employment and goods and services were enacted in 1985, but laws for anti-discrimination and hate speech wasn't until 2004, and then gender identity in 2012. Same-sex unions were recognized beginning in 1999, with same-sex marriage becoming legal in 2013. And this year, 2022, conversion therapy was officially legally banned. Uh, so France, they're, they're, they're progressive. They're, they're ahead of the game, at least when it comes to, compared to us. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> You'll know better. Um, I've never been to France. I'd like to go to France. I don't know which part of France, probably just Paris and then um Disneyland Paris, because we know me and Disneyland. Yes. Um, have either of you been to France before? I've never been to I France. Have. I've been to Paris only. Um, and that was phenomenal. It was and a really, really lovely time. What did you do in Paris? What did I do? I went for, it was um, our Thanksgiving week and I was just taping my mom and it was just a lot of like sightseeing and eating to be quite honest with you. Um, And because of the time, it was a little too chilly to go to like Versailles. And um, I wanted to go like try to take a trip, um, you know, to the outskirts, to the countryside because everybody says the French countryside is like phenomenal. Um, It was a little too chilly to do that. Um, so it was just really a lot of sightseeing and shopping and, you know, things of that nature. It's nice. Um, did you buy fancy French runway fashion for yourself? Um, I did not, no. Did you buy <laughs> a beret? I think I have one already, but I don't wear it anymore. Is there going to be a Netflix series called Amanda in Paris? <laughs> <laughs> Do you imagine? No. You know, my favorite thing uh, was that I went to the catacombs of Paris, which is like underground, pretty much like, it's not a burial site, but it's like pretty much just like, goodness, I like, I forget the history of it, but there's like a lot of history from like back in the day. Um, it's just a lot of bones rearranged and like very pretty like Mm -hmm. patterns and things of that and you go really deep and then when you have to get out it's like so many staircases um and that was an adventure because again it's like you're claustrophobic it's not the best place if you you know they always tell you before you go in like if you have heart condition if you you know again claustrophobia if you don't like the dark if you you know have a fear of like just just don't just don't bother and that was the one thing (laughs) 
that was the one thing I told my mom. I was like, uh, I'm going to leave you here at this McDonald's. Like, just wait. I'll be right back. Like, give me like half an hour. <laughs> I'm going to go do this. Like, I need to like the golf vibes or everything. Like, I need to go and experience this myself. And then BRB. And I did it. And I just like remember getting to her like so because by the end of the entire excursion and like having to climb back up like it felt like you were like in the depths of hell and then coming out and then finally you reach land and you're like oh finally like okay there's a bathroom thank god (laughs) yeah uh, but it was nice I love that now there's obviously stereotypes for every country every kind of people do French people smell no I I did not I did not experience that. The stereotype that I did experience, not firsthand, but that I saw with my own eyes was that um, I saw a lot of French people being rude to tourists who did not speak to them in French. I'll Mm -hmm. preface that, right? So like like I said, I'm not fluent in French by any means, but I can definitely carry on a conversation if forced to. I can read in French. I can listen in French. Um, And so I would like, knowing the culture already I just would speak to people in French and tried my hardest to just communicate that way only and even if I had grammatical errors you can see that people appreciated the fact that I was speaking in French to them as opposed to like you know here's this American trying like you know (laughs) signaling or in English you know assuming people speak English and I thought people were very pleasant to me but I saw a lot of people be nasty to other people because of that so fair fair um, Scout, if you can go to Paris, uh, go to France, where are you gonna go? I feel like Versailles would be fun. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like gorgeous, right? Like, yeah, right. Like, this is a shit ton of money into building a gorgeous house. Like, I go check it out. It'd be fun. Would you go to the Louvre? Yeah, I feel like. I mean, I definitely feel like the first time I go to Paris, I would like probably just check the boxes off. Be like. Yeah. What can I do? <laughs> it was that fun photo, you know, like everybody does that little photo where they're like trying to touch the glass pyramid from the loop. And it's yeah. like, okay, that's, you know, like literally I, I have so many photos of me doing that to my mom and then she tried to do it to me and it like, she couldn't do it. Like, I don't know why she had so all my photos in front of the Louvre are like just dumb. Like, <laughs> why did we bother? You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, oh, we could have just yeah. gone anywhere. Um, but I just, yeah, I, it, it I mean, the, for, for me, the closest I've ever gone to uh, France is I stayed at the Paris Hotel in Las Vegas. So <laughs> there you go, close enough. Yeah. All right. So we always love to predict or, or decide what we would like to see out of a season, any of the seasons. Um, we're going to talk about what we would like to see out of Drag Race France. Obviously, I've, I've discussed. I want culture. I want culture. I want to learn because that's what we've seen from all of these franchises um, that are not set in the USA. Um, so what would I like to see, you know, how some of the seasons you get like a triple runway, but they're always like, but it's not necessarily a design challenge. Sometimes it's like themed. I, this is the theme I want. Okay. Saint-Tropez mornings, Bordeaux afternoons, Paris nights. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Is, is it inevitable we're going to get a Moulin Rouge can-can runway? Get the, get the second Moulin rouge yeah, I know. Yeah, I think that's probably definitely going to happen. The French will translation. We, will we get a French Revolution runway? A night of a thousand Marie Antoinettes. Night yes. Of a, night of a thousand guillotines. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, now, when it comes to music, 
I don't know anything about French music and I, it was very difficult to find out what French pop music is because it doesn't seem to really exist the way that we know pop music. I think when it comes to pop music that we might know, I would like to see maybe um, Mika's El Medit. Um, great song, great song. And he, he does speak French. Maybe there's other French cuts of his music. Um, but I think it's inevitable. We're probably going to get some Jacques Brel and we're probably going to get Edith Piaf. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're definitely going to get some yell if we don't get yell. I mean, that's yes, like, yes. I mean, literally, I remember saying people on the Reddit boards, like, if you don't get yell, like, come on now, like, the Drag Race France is canceled. <laughs> like, <laughs> do you, what else do you think, are you going to do? Do you think we'll get um, one of the Celine French songs? Maybe that's a possibility, but I don't, maybe that's too close to Drag Race Canada. So they might want to keep it. Like, you know what? If they really wanted to be camp about it, they'd give us Daft Punk. Do you imagine that <laughs> that shit? Like that's French. Whether you like song. it or not, it's French. Yeah. Around the world, just yeah. <laughs> they have to lip sync the phrase around the world for three. So minutes. what do you want to see? Scout. Um, I want like this is very specifically like Nikki hosting as opposed to like Brooklyn hosted, made it all the way, like second place, whatever. Nikki like obviously went home a little early. I want some pissed off girl to like try and come for Nikki and be like, well, I've made it further in drag race than you did. <laughs> like I want one mad girl to like- And all she will say shit. is I'm prettier than you. Uh, I just like, I want, I want some good French drama. I, you know what? We might get it. We might get it. Amanda, what do you want to see? Um, you know, it's funny. Um, and I hate to stick. I I mean, I keep talking about food, maybe because I'm hungry, but (laughs) I feel like I want to bring back some of the older challenges, like where they, you know, like, uh, drag on a dime, drag on a budget, like supermarket sweets kind of uh, challenge, but Mm -hmm. where they use like all these like French goodies and like, oh, you know, you have to make a thing with like these bonbons and like macarons or like, you know, inspired by, you know, the cake challenge or something like that. I think it's Mm -hmm. very quintessential French theme yeah i'm here for it um and obviously i'm we're expecting runways to be extreme because again paris runways it's a thing it's fashion central yeah i mean i wouldn't be surprised if they did things they literally could have like a specific designer theme every week if they wanted to right you know which is like really cool actually it's probably the first drag race franchise that could actually Uh do that like dedicated to a fashion legend every week. Okay, this is Chanel week, everybody. Gotta bring your best Chanel inspired mm-hmm. looks. Okay, this is, you know, your, um, I mean, just keep going and going and going with all the designers. I mean, for goodness sake, I mean, th- that could go on for seasons actually. True. All right, well, we're gonna meet our queens and we, before the podcast, predicted the elimination order and that is how we are going to discuss it from worst to first. Um, I will say that there is a tie at the top. So when we get there, we'll get there. Um, but we're going to have fun here. We're not going to be discussing any Meet the Queens because they don't exist. I was going to say. Um, we, this is how, what happened with Draggers Talia. And you know what? Going back to that preview podcast, me and Scout, we made some bold ass predictions that were boldly wrong. Um, but you know what we went for it and we're going to do the same here i think um but yeah we're going to go from worst to first and again listeners i i will learn how to pronounce things better when we get through the season um 
And Amanda, you can help us. And I am the only one without a pet because my pets are not no. in the room because they'd be yelling. Um, <laughs> but yes, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna try this. Are we ready to learn who we have as our first eliminated queen? Yeah. Hit me. All right. She is from Paris, France, originally from Toulouse, France. It's Love La Diva. From, from Toulouse, Love La Diva discovered drag in 2009 through shows like matinee group and abisa supermart six she currently performs all over france spain and new york where she represented france at world pride commemorating the 50th anniversary at stonewall with her cheerful disposition and one-of-a-kind personality lava la diva carries herself with humor and extravagance um she seems fun from what we know and she came to new york that's cool i didn't see her perform did either the review no. 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 All right. Um, I got nothing really on her uh, except for this promo photo is a lot of fabric. Yeah. I got a lot of fabric and a lot of the other queens serving fashion. She is serving you classic drag. Yeah. Um, Scout, what do you what do you what do you make of Love La Diva? Um, I mean, she looks fun. I just like I very much it was one of those situations where I was like trying to rank everything and looking at everything and she just like I kind of kept forgetting and I think it, I think it is just like she's just wearing like a you know like very draggy whatever and there's looks that are in front of like some of these girls in the big photo and everything and I just like I kept forgetting I was like wait who was the one in the orange <laughs> but that's fine Amanda um, I think, Scout, you pretty much said what I was thinking. Um, it's not that she's not great or anything. I'm sure she's lovely, but it doesn't seem she's, you know, she's not memorable at this point right now. Um, the other thing is that I've realized in comparison, well, I mean, this season's interesting because as I was ranking these girls, you know, I, I also try to like investigate on my own and, and try to see like who these girls are before kind of judging them. Um and most of the girls, with the exception of like, I want to say three or four, have like, I don't know, like 5,000 followers on Instagram or like, or they just started their account, like they're relatively new accounts from like maybe a year or two ago. And I found that very interesting, kind of sus. Uh, but she was one of those girls that like barely had any content, barely, you know, and that doesn't necessarily mean that she's not busy or booked or blessed, but it just... I don't know. I, I, it was just interesting. Like, I, you know, again, I, I, you have all these girls that are like, you know, serving high fashion and she's just a little, you know, more basic, which there's nothing wrong with it for the record, you know, very classic drag. And, you know, I'm excited to, you know what it is? I, I love that. Um, I love having someone this low because I, I will always be proven wrong. Like, I feel like she'll like, you know, <laughs> watch mm -hmm. her, watch her be a finalist. Like that would be yeah. interesting. Now, obviously, we love to um, share the designers of our looks. Um, as you mentioned, some queens are a little new to the Instagram, and she might be a little new to the sharing of designers because she has no designers listed. Um, but this look is a lot of fabric, like I said. Uh, obviously, I think this is one of the best, best promo shoots in franchise history. Yeah. Um, the pastels yeah. are stunning. Um and so she's chosen like a peach. Um, is her pussy like a peach? I don't know. I don't know what that sounds like in French. 
Um, but it's again, it's a lot of fabric. She is probably one of our um, only plus size queens of the cast. Um, I don't know if you can tell by the group photo, but she kind of is giving me like she could be like Darian Lake's daughter. <laughs> yeah. Oh my um, not a bad thing, just a thing. Just Scott, the, what did you think of this look? The Lola's? Lola La Diva. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, the color is like gorgeous. I was just like, I also can't really like see it that like it again she's just like covered up and i was just like they didn't do any like full huge like big like i in the little like reels they posted to instagram i like kind of saw the outfits moving on their own but i was like that's cute i like this color love that color amanda looks good on her you know like i think she is good too yeah like like she looks she looks good like again it's not it's not like she looks bad i just in comparison to everybody else you know she you know she could look better but this color is stunning 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 so wait i literally just pulled up the reel i her padding her like waist to knee ratio is wild she, like it's like just cuts all the way in that she was the one that i yeah, yeah, yeah. oh my god i just pulled it up she, and i was like it yeah. was her her face okay. I mean like she looks great but I was just like oh my god and that cuts to like <laughs> that yeah. fabric is tight around your knees girl <laughs> yeah I'm gonna give this look a toot it's fine it serves the purpose and I feel like this is what she's gonna bring so I'll give it a, a toot yeah yeah same. I can't boot it I don't have any problems with it yeah the audience 76% toot 24% boot my question to season 4 Love La Diva is she's got the experience but does she have the star power and again, if we're thinking she's forgettable based on a, a promo look, I'm worried for her. We'll see. We'll see. I had her at 10, Amanda at 9, Scott at 8. So we're very, very low on Lova La Diva. All right. Are we ready for our next queen? From Bordeaux, it is Ellipse. She's 26 years old. After only two and a half years of drag experience, Ellipse placed third in the first drag contest, Instagram makeup contest, and won the drag games in 2021. She is self-taught and very creative. Ellipse makes her own costumes and gives powerful, poetic performances. Since 2019, she has performed in Bordeaux, Paris, Toulouse, and Lyon, as well as on the stage of Bordeaux Pride in September 2021. She is the only contestant in on Drag Race France who is not located in Paris. That's insane. Amanda, kick us off. So I had her, I think she was last on my list, if I'm not mistaken. That's correct. Okay, so the reason that was was because uh, there's something about their... Um, I. Like they look great, but I'm a little afraid of them falling into that just only look queen um, vibe. Like I feel like that's all they're gonna be able to do. Like, okay, yeah, they'll look great on the runway. They'll have fantastic makeup, but like they won't be able to do anything else. They're not gonna succeed in the challenges. They're not gonna like, no personality, just looks. And that, you don't really make it far on Drag Race like that. So that was just my first impression. What do you think, Scout? Um, I 
kind of the same thing. I was just like, as I scrolled through, I was just like, oh, I see like looks. Like she like she obviously has very like refined and like good style and taste. Yeah, yeah. But absolutely. like for it to, I, it doesn't necessarily like there's nothing on her Instagram that made me be like, oh, she's like she looks this good and she's like also got like there's no videos of her performing. There's just like makeup transformation reels and stuff. So I was kind of very like, right. you look great. You look. Like in her outfit too. Like I love her outfit, her like promo mm-hmm. outfit. Um, but no, same thing. I was just like, and I also like spent like I was like, oh, let me go to the reels. Like I'm sure she has something. And it was just like just makeup transformations. I was like, well, I don't know you, but people who have seemed similar in the past have not necessarily fared so well. So now my question this season for her is she's a makeup queen who has success online. Can that translate to on stage and on screen? And I think you both nailed it. I'm, I'm, I'm a little worried, but I had her at six because I feel like if you eliminate the only non-Paris queen first, that'd be just mean. It's insane to me that there are 10 girls in this room and nine of them all work in the same city on a regular basis. And one girl is coming in and just like, hi. Mm. Oh, you're all friends? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now I had her at six. Scout at nine. Amanda, you 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 think they're getting rid of the non-Paris bitch first? I mean, again, I just I feel like it also could be easy for her to like not do well in the first episode, being like, oh, all these girls know each other. Oh, all these girls are from Paris. Like I'm the odd one out. And then it easily right. just like compound and be like, well, that didn't work out for me. <laughs> yeah. But what did work out here is her look. Um, <sighs> look by Camomile, hair by La Deck Factory. Oh, this is stunning. This is gorgeous. Yeah. Um, is it's late text? Yes, we think probably. I, it's like a vinyl or something. I yeah. Think. Yeah, um, some sort of vinyl. Again, like pulling that color with this look, and even the nude boot. I'm the nude boot is, is so good with it. It's like and, the and nude boot against that pastel green. I was like, oh, yep, 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 yep. Yeah, this was very well done, and even that like, very little tiny peekaboo in the um. Mm-hmm. The breast a it, little it's, it's sexy, but it's not overtly sexual. Uh, Scout, no, what color like, do you want this in? I want this in lavender. Of course you do. <laughs> I want this in lavender yesterday. Now I I this is a look that very much elongates her. I bet you she is a tiny bitch. Oh. I was like, she's probably gonna get up on drag and be like full on like five two. Just, yeah, like, <laughs> bouncing around the work. <laughs> oh my goodness, Amanda, what did you think of this look? Or is she oh. serving you shoulder pads? Oh yes, oh I love it. I I think it's so beautiful, and the color combination, and there's that little hint of, is that like blue? Is like her earrings? Are they the blue? Earring, um, no, there's a little, blue. there's a slight little pop, and it's just very, it's very fresh. It's very fashion week. It's very like. Um, I mean, I used to work with like all these type of color palettes, like just the beautiful, I, I just, I don't know. It, it's just very well put together, but simple again, simple, mm-hmm. but very, very, very chic. So really good look. Toot for me. Toot. Yeah. Audience 86% toot, 14% boot. All right. Moving on. Seventh place. Oh, from Paris, France, but originally from Mexico City, Mexico. Lolita Banana. Mexican Lolita Banana discovered drag in 2018 while working as a dancer at a composite in 
Biscarose, I don't know how to say that. Torn between her professional salsa career and competing in drag, Lolita Banana's persona helped her find the right balance between both. Since then, she has participated at Drag Me Up and performed at La Café de Paris, the Bee Boat, and the Rainbowland Party in Nice. Lolita Banana is known for being the iconic host of The Brunch and Queen, the most famous drag brunch in Paris as the showgirl of the Parisian scene. She is the first Mexican to be on Drag Race France. Scout. You and I had her at seven. Amanda had her at eight. Why are we saying Mexico will not succeed in France? Um, I, this is, this is a fully invalid reason for me just being like, I don't like her drag name. <laughs> I Why? It's like Chiquita Banana. I, here to say. I, I know, but it's just like something about it that I was just like, Lolita Banana. I'm like, I just, it's like, um, I, I'm very curious to know the origin of this name because I just you're right. Then it's 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 it Lolita. Was, I think it's the only one in the cast where I was just kind of like, what is this dragon? <laughs> I, I I'm with you. I I, I kind of thought the same thing too. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. No, it's Amanda. Help us out here. Um, you know I. I did not know that she was Mexican, which is a problem because those are the things I should know. Yes, yeah, she is very much Mexican. Um, and so shame on her for not forcing that, you know, on her feed. Uh, but that's that's my <laughs> that's my two two cents on that. So I digress. Um, but I again, there's something about um, not not just her drag name, but there's just something about like. I don't know. I'm always skeptical about the queens that are like the most popular or have the most, you know, hot spot, you know, location brunch or, you know, I I feel like those are the queens that because they're put on this pedestal to succeed, then they end up failing because they're in their feelings or because, you know, all of a sudden their insecurities come out or I don't know. It's just something she's not giving me winner or finalist vibes. Not giving me that, but she's giving me like Abby. Oh my God, vibes. Like yeah. she will be spicy. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't know. Like, is she? I mean, yeah. I mean, not knowing she's Mexican, she's definitely gonna stir shit up. I'll tell you that right now. Like, <laughs> she's definitely, she's gonna be the one telling people, oh well, you know, you thought that look was nice. You know, you thought that was a great look. Why were you? <laughs> why were you at the top? I don't understand. Now, my question of the season for her is her name is Lolita. She is a showgirl. Uh, but can showgirl <laughs> salsa her way to the top? Um, let's discuss this look. I um, We're going to try things here. We're going to learn how to speak French. Look by Elite de Maricot. Look by Marie Paris. Jewels by Juliette Lely. Nails by Unicorn Poop Glitter. Um, this is what I think a drag version of Gaga's Joanne era is. Yes! Oh my God. I, so that's just like the other half of me like putting her so low is I just like don't like this look. It's like I, like this like pastel cowboy like like it's one arm has the fringe and then like it's like 
like but when it's not a cowboy when, hat it's and it's not a circle it's like a, it's not a perfect circle and I, i'm just like i feel like it's not that hard to get things smoothed out like but also i just don't like i don't it looks like she ran out of rhinestones and it's just like well they are where they are <laughs> like, i mean she paints beautifully yeah she's gorgeous, yeah, she's Her gorgeous. Face is incredibly gorgeous i just don't like this look i'm just like the weird pastel cowboy in france i don't get it daga daga in france, in france? sure Gaga in France? I'm sure Lady Gaga has sang Edith Piaf before. Oh, yeah. Um, Amanda, what, what, where, how are you feeling about this? You know, now knowing that she's Mexican, I get the look now. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I absolutely fucking get the look because, like Scout, I had the same fucking apprehension. I was just like, what is this look? I, there was something about it. Maybe because also like zoom into the hat and like there's like little scattered rhinestones, but it's like, bitch, like that's not, why did I have to zoom in to see that? Like you're on Drag Race France, like I should not have to zoom in to see the rhinestones. Um, but the now getting the fringe vibe, now I get the chaps, like I get it, I get it. Um, but I I don't know, I still don't like love it. Like I, I just there's something about her just she has confidence and I feel like she's going to be good TV in that sense mm-hmm. um, but no I think 0% chance of winning there's just we haven't, <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't even gotten to the superstars yet <laughs> yeah exactly there was just I don't, I don't know I, again yeah. I really hope she proves us wrong like I always love when that happens but I'm just not feeling it I'm going to give this a soft two yeah, for me, that's I, I. That's where I stand right now. I'm gonna boo it. That's fine. You know what? The audience, right in line, sixty-seven percent to thirty-three percent boot. All right. Wow! Look at us splitting exactly. Uh... Perfect. All right. Next up, this is who Scout put in last place. La Brioche. 31 years old from Paris, France, hometown Royan, France, I believe is how we say it. Um, born in Royan, Le Bariche, discovered drag thanks to RuPaul's Drag Race. In May 2019, she started her career under the drag name Nieve Marchand and entered two competitions, Drag Me Up and Drag Academy. As a trans woman, La Brioche fights for drag to be accessible to everyone, no matter identity, gender, body type, or origins. A creative actress and singer, La Brioche, is a versatile drag queen. In June 2021, she joined the company of the iconic Parisian cabaret, Madame Arthur, and started a career as a voice actress. She is the first transgender woman to compete on Drag Race France. Um, okay, first off, is that how we say the name? Is, am I guessing here? Is it, it's not La Brioche, right? It's like No, it's Brioche. Okay, yeah. Brioche. I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Um, I, there's something about her that I like. I don't know if it's because of the look or the confidence or that, uh, again, maybe she's just a little bit on the not skinny girl, probably, unfortunately, called a plus size queen. Um, but but I don't know. There's something exciting about her. Um, Scott, what do you think about uh, La Brioche? The biggest reason that I put her in last was the exact same reason that Lova was in ninth was because every time I kept going back to the cast photo, like those were the two that I was just like, they were like it put in the back and we're just like, they're in these very like light colors yeah. as opposed to all these like very like 
not like just like a light yellow light or like there's greens and blues and shit right in front of her and I can't, that was she suffered the exact same thing and I was just like well I keep forgetting <laughs> <That's fair. laughs> which one you are um Amanda she is a transgender woman um I know from our uh, previous season of uh, Dragos Espanya 2, you were a big fan of our transgender contestant. Um, how do you think she will compete with, uh, uh, like, with, she probably knows Jurigi, doesn't she? They know, so it, they know each other. Yeah. They All know right. Is this going to be a rivalry or who's going to, who's going to come out on top? No, I don't think it's a rivalry. I think uh, they're probably cut from the same cloth, which is why I'm excited to see her. Um, is she giving me winter vibes the same way Judigi did? Absolutely not. Um, but I think it'll be really interesting to see this, you know, Carabray side, to see her, you know, um, explore, you know, to, to hear her, you know, hopefully there's some sort of um, talent or, you know, song challenge or something. She's got a great voice. Mm. Um, and she's got really fun, like, you know, cute, like adorable, like, you know, like, everything is very true to her name right yeah. like like the bread like I love it like it's nice it's fluffy you know it's like it's great um but yeah that's why I kind of had her in the middle like I just wasn't you know like no, she'll I'm, do well I'm excited but she's not gonna win yeah um first scout did you know that Amanda is part of the jury jury um cult <laughs> yes the obsession <laughs> she has cult. um cult, yeah. but there's some, also something about La Brioche that I'm I'm getting Eve 6000 vibes and I was very positive on her preseason then we know what happened during the season um, Eve 6000 not not good for our television screens I hope that's not the same here no she she seems like a genuine sweetheart like I think she's the one who's gonna like help people I don't think she's necessarily gonna start shit um, but I mean I don't know we'll see she may she may give us a Jiriji moment. <laughs> oh, now this look is by Murmur, hair by wig Siblu. Um, I love that she is one of the few that did not go monochromatic. She is giving you a little pink, she's giving you a little yellow, and they pair very well together. I love the bustle, the bows. It is very Parisian, very showgirl. Amanda, what do you think? Oh, this is stunning. This is like quintessential, like French you know, Marie Antoinette inspired look, um, gorgeous, love the color, love her mug, love her hair. Um, I wish I had styled the wig I was styling like this. I wish I could. I sure as shit can't. Wonderful. Love, 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 love. Gowdy. Um, I love the look. I love the colors, the pink and the yellow. Um, there's, they posted like a, there's like a reel of her like walking and it, the way it moves when she walks is very weird. The like bustles kind of like pop out and they're just like very round. And I was like, what? A oh, it's the skirt. I get it. Okay. Um, but I love this. I love these colors. I think. Now I'm just going to call her out one thing. Those are grandma heels. That's what grandma wears. It's going to just make me a little, 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 little pump. I want more. Give me, give me, give me more pump. Give me, show me that leg. I'm looking for uh, very, 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 very little, very little. Um, Where? Little I don't see her shoes. Well, I have um, the uh, full picture. Let me see. Oh, they are, oh okay. they are very, they are very. Oh, oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> I'll zoom in. Hey, <coughs> Amanda. I mean, I, listen, I, I don't care about that anymore. Like, I feel like, you know, we're judging heel heights 
to me that's a smidge ableist at this point you know people i'm old <laughs> her like i don't give a fuck like i'm gonna be in like a wedge sneaker and like fuck whoever thinks anything of it you know amanda just um, called me old because i'm older than she is <laughs> Like she must have had, she must have had her reasons though. Like I'm just saying, like it doesn't always have to be like a giant. Maybe like we don't know the story behind it, and Mm, might have been like a, you know. So that's just my. I I don't necessarily think this is going to be an ongoing thing unless she has some sort of condition. So regardless, for me, it's a toot. Yeah, absolutely. Audience loved it. Eighty-three percent toot, seventeen percent boop. Now my question this season for her is: she is a queen with a message, but will the message be strong enough for the crown? Um, because again, the, this is just uh, uh, based on the uh, an article that had like the press release bios, so they're yeah. very generic. They might not even been written by the queens, but it just feels like a very generic message to be a queen for all the people. The what I want to hear it and I want to see it. I want to see it in action. So let's see how she does. But um, yeah, I had her at five, Amanda at six, and Scouty down at ten. Um. All right. Next up. 29 years old, from Paris, France, originally from Tunis, Tunisia. It's La Cahina. Um, Now, La is like the, right? Yes. So we have a lot of the Vivian-style people who just love to have the in their their, their names. So I can just call them the. Um, All right. Well, originally from Tunisia, La Cahina started her career in 2016 and chose to wear the name of a famous Berber queen and warrior of the 7th century. Currently, she performs all over France, and she is known for her sharp aesthetic comedy skills and stage performances where she handles fire. She performed at the Super Bowl in Amsterdam, Dragathon All-Star, and the first season of Clash of the Tatas, for which she is now the Parisian host. Proud to represent French multiculturalism, La Cahina is also the first drag queen to have performed at the Arab World Institute in Paris. She says she is beautiful, violent, and vulgar, and a creature uh, that is a half-woman, half-goddess warrior. And in Arabic, her name means witch, priestess, prophetess, or diviner. She will haunt your nights and your dreams. Her inspirations are the beauty of nature and history through the queens that this world has known. She reads the future in balls. She is the first queen from Tunisia to compete on Drag Race France. Um, Amanda, why don't you kick us off here with La Cahina? I am excited for her to bring her culture to the Drag Race franchise across the board because I don't think we've had anybody from this nope. sort of part of the world or ancestry. Um, I don't even know how to pronounce this word, to be honest with you. Mag- Magrubian we'll learn learn together we will learn um, but yes her her culture fascinates me because all her drag seems to be inspired by her culture Mm -hmm. and so it's like okay we will find out more about her like it's just I'm really really excited Um, you know she she seems to be all about that which I really appreciate um, and inspires me to be honest with you to be a little bit more in tune with my culture in that aspect. I don't remember how high I placed her. Okay, you had now. her at five. I had her yes. at nine, and Scout at six. So I was the lowest here. Okay. Um, now, obviously, Scout, we have had many, many, many queens in many franchises. Um, 
use their culture and very much get caught within their culture when it comes to how they perform on Drag Race. Obviously, biggest one would be Inti, um, who still is unapologetically sharing her culture. Um, how do you think La Cajina will do, Scout? Um, I mean, I think just like scrolling through, like as I was looking at her Instagram, like she seems, I mean, from what I can gather from pictures, I, she seems very like confident and just yes. very like, she's yeah. presenting everything exactly like she knows how she's presenting it and she knows it's like being received um well and i was just, and i also will say like of the like whole cast of looks like this was definitely like i kept thinking about her afterwards was just like it was okay. just like a very big impact for me like going through the cast and being like you know what i feel like she might do well i feel like she might like go in and like have an intention but also look really good <laughs> yeah well, my question this season for her is, does this bull have the balls to battle to the end? Um, the look is by Pippa Just Pippa. Um, horns. She's feeling horny. Mm-hmm. Um, I like this look because I like the use of lace because we don't get to really necessarily see it that much. Obviously, we did in um, this past episode of uh, Drag Race All-Stars with Evie and that uh, Dolly lace. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I like the lace and it's play with the green, but the only thing I wish is I wish that like little capelet was bigger. I want it to fly. Um, it is just sitting there. Mm-hmm. And in a way, it makes her seem very minimal, but it's still a very fun, fashion forward look. Amanda, what do you think? Oh, I love this look. And I think, Scout, you mentioned this, you know, to, to kind of add to this. This was one of my probably favorite looks, honestly, because I kept going back because she did her job. She stood out. She made sure she stood out. And she's lying on the floor in like the big promo and she's still probably the first one I look at. Um, so that being said, though, um, I really I really do love this look, the juxtaposition of the hard and the soft, the lace and the structured panels. Love the wig. Love the color. Don't mind the capelet. I'm okay with it. Love. I, I, this is a great look for me yeah um i just i think on top of it being just like very impactful and like being like oh this is a good look the more i look at it it's just very like the like obviously the horns draw your head the like pop of red with her lips that isn't anywhere yeah. else and then like it immediately yep. like it's just very your eyes follow her whole outfit going down um and like the cape the little cable thing is like hooked to the back and the front and like mm-hmm. I agree with you Michael I wish that the cape was a little bigger specifically because as she's sitting on the ground I'm like it looks like this looks like a tablecloth that was just like hooked to your like outfit yeah. um it, it, it was especially like in the sitting photo I'm like I wish there was a little more fabric um but also the fact that it's pants that's oh, the I runway love, I, love, yeah. I love it's just yeah it's just like very well like your eyes are guided through the whole outfit. She definitely she like conceptualized this one. Like, I, I don't think this was an accident. Yeah, very good. I'll give it a toot. Toot. Yeah, Audience, 83% toot, 17% <laughs> boot. All right, we're moving into our top five. Moving on fast. There's only 10 girls, but mm-hmm. top five. Um, 36 years old from Paris, France. Originally <laughs> from Castres, France. It is La Big Bertha. Born in Casares, La Big Bertha discovered cabaret in the drag scene early in childhood. After 10 years of experience, La Big Bertha is the ultimate French queen of burlesque. She has her own show, La Bertha's Fantasia, at Le Nouveau Casino Theatre in Paris. 
Bigberto travels and performs in prestigious cabarets, theaters, and operas all around France and worldwide. She is the fifth bearded queen in the Drag Race franchise following Marie Lavoie from The Switch Season 2, Madame Madness from Drag Race Home 1, Lakeisha Labamba from Drag Race Italia, and Venedita Von Dash from Drag Race España 2. Obviously, I wrote these notes before the cast of Canada's Drag Race 3 has been released. Uh-huh. We're not there yet. They're technically after, so she is number five. Yeah. Um, Scout, how's the bearded bitch going to do? Um, I So I will say, this is one of the names that I had heard before okay. the cast was announced. I had heard of like her before, and I had definitely, I didn't follow her on Instagram yet, um, but... I was very much like once I like saw the list, there was just like there was a few names I had seen. This was one of them. Um, I was like I probably would have put her higher, but I also just <laughs> which like very kind of like nitpicking. Um, I like think that her paint is very like. I just wish there was a lot more cosmetic on her face because yeah. it's just very. I feel like. If this is what her paint is in a like studio photo shoot kind of thing, I feel like she's just gonna have like, and especially looking through her things, like I know she knows how to do makeup, obviously, but I feel like um, I was just kind of like, I feel like you could fall off. You might not have the best fashion. I also don't necessarily like this look. The we'll get to that. Don't which, worry. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so I think that like specifically for me, I was kind of like, I don't know. I think. I would have put her higher because, but I was also like, is it just because I've heard her name before that I'm? <laughs> now, my question this season is: eventually, a bearded queen will win. Will it be La Bigberta? Um, Amanda, help me out. What do you think? I, I, from the sound of it, I had her a little higher than both. You had of her you. at four. I had at eight, and Scott at five. Oh my goodness. Okay, uh, you definitely had. <laughs> you don't believe in her the same way. Um, it's because well, this look. Know, I know, I know, um, but, but we'll get to that. Um, I think that she, okay, so also to Scout's point, she was one of the names I've heard of before, right? From this entire cast is, for me, just literally a handful that I was like, oh, okay, all right, all right, all right, Drag Race friends. Um, and then on top of it, she probably, like I had mentioned before about the Instagram followers, she's one of the people with the more Instagram followers this season. Um, so, you know, she's been around for longer or, you know, she's been more president or she's got more gigs or whatever that means, you know, it left an impression on me. Um, you know, I mean, she's, she's got the videos. She's, she seems to be out and about. She's traveling. She's doing, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think she's going to surprise us. Um, does she have the best set of makeup skills? No, I don't think so. And that's not shady. I'm just in comparison to some of these girls that like just blow everybody out of the water it's just like i i yeah some of these some of these queens are like they should just be in like you know i I don't even know like makeup campaigns at this point um so that's why i don't necessarily think you know she's giving me finalist or winner vibes but i think she'll get far i think she definitely she seems like she's got loads of personality like she's gonna kill acting challenges she's gonna kill singing challenges she's gonna kill you know all those type of things she's gonna give us She's going to give us all that and entertain us in that aspect, but I don't think she's going to be a winner. No. I mean, when your head judge is a fashion and makeup 
clean, you're going to be under that uh, microscope. And that's my biggest fear here is and why I place her so low. You could have a big following. We have seen queens who are the biggest yeah. names in their country of course. plummet on their show. And yeah. that's my fear here because this, 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 this look, um, look by <laughs> Anne Chevrel, <laughs> jewels by Philippe Ferrandis, wig by Christopher Akam, nails by Sonia Sonales. Um, Listen, concept A plus. I love the caging. I love this idea yeah. of exposing it, but that is literally a piece of fabric wrapped on her body. Um, <laughs> it is not attractive. We're doing a nude pump here. Give us at least a ginger if you're going to go with the red to carry it down. And I think with a pastel palette, going with black is a bold move, and you better be able to pull it off. And I don't think she did. Scout, why do you hate it as much as I do? Everything like nothing makes sense with anything else. Like yeah. I, I understand what you like in the sense of like I see how this probably started and was like, but it the black is just like a very weird choice. The like everything being exposed is a bit much. Like it's a mullet dress. It I literally is a mullet like, dress. I like the caging on the arm, but I just feel like it didn't necessarily need to be visible on the bottom. Like to like do that. I also want that black glove gone forever <laughs> one black glove wait wait <laughs> wait you know what the biggest problem with it is it doesn't have nails on it i would have forgiven it if it had yeah. fucking nails on she's it. wearing and nails it, on the other hand oh no i know i know i know oh. <laughs> I hate this black glove um yeah but no but like and also i think like they made this cast photo and there's not much black visible because they said, yeah. <laughs> into that, go. Amanda, um, you know fashion, why? I don't know. I, I feel like all this needed to be, you know, I'm okay with contrast. Like that's all great and dandy, but shit, it could have been tonal. Like do navy. Why did it have to right. be this harsh black that like, mm-hmm. you know, it just, oh my goodness, against this really soft baby blue, like it just does not make sense, right? Um, I don't mind the exposed bustle. I don't mind the Cajun. Like that's not the problem. It's that harsh contrast. That is what's killing me. On top of the fact that the glove does not have fucking nails on it. No, if you were going to do the glove, I don't mind it. Put fucking nails (laughs) on it. You can do it because I do it all the fucking time. Um, The other problem I have here is um, and we will get to we will get to this, but Christoph Mecca does some of the best fucking wigs that I have ever seen for drag queens or drag artists. And you mean to tell me you commissioned them and made this? Is, no, Why is, didn't it, you do- is, it, is it Christoph Mecca? Yes. Yes. Oh, I really? I'm looking at her. Yeah, I'm looking at her. Yeah. Oh, what, what, did I just did I have dyslexia when I wrote this down? No, I'm I'm literally looking at her at her post for the outfit, like the whole um, the whole outfit, and it says, "Yeah, wig Christoph Mecca." And there's one post. Then she literally put on purpose didn't tag Christoph Mecca, and wrote it backwards. That's what I just realized. Well, it it makes sense. A C C E M. That's what she wrote. Didn't tag, but it's A C C M, which is Mecca backwards. Well, Well, looks like they. It looks like they have a professional and a personal, like or like okay. A professional oh, and like okay. a drag account and it's spelled backwards on yeah, okay well so it is christopher mecca yeah and yeah regardless of the facts we've seen some amazing <laughs> creations from this wig artist 
Absolutely. And you need to tell me you got a fucking Carlos the Uber driver looking wig and fucking, do you know what I mean? And that's no shade to Carlos, so. Yes, it is. You know, we, <laughs> but you don't know. I'm just saying, like, it's just like, it's to me, it's very, like, basic drag when you commission someone who's known for making some of the most avant-garde hair pieces in the drag industry worldwide, right? Right, Scout, mm-hmm. you're shaking your head. Like, we all are in agreement here. I'm sorry. Yeah. I thought it was I just mean, like, maybe she's had it for a while and was like, it looks nice, like, it's still styled, I'll just wear it. Right. No, no, because, like, if you're going to do all this contrast, like, why would you have hair on your, like, you're covering the little bit of your body that's exposed and not on this contrast. Like, do an updo, like, a nice, yeah. beautiful updo would have helped this look, too. You like, know? it looks so, like a, a French king from, like, the 17th century in Ginger. Literally. Unless that was maybe that was maybe that was the goal michael maybe, maybe that maybe. was the goal and we're reading this to felf and maybe like literally she wanted this exactly like this was maybe. like her louis the 14th fantasy like done listen we like to be wrong if we are wrong here i can't wait to be proven wrong um i i like again i have her at eight i could she be in the middle based on talent absolutely yeah is she going to win no there's four mm-hmm. other people mm-hmm. within her 10 times stronger already um so we, we're gonna see we're gonna see um uh, i'm gonna give this a boot i'm gonna boot it yeah this is a this is a boot the audience though was positive they were 52 percent toot 48 percent boot <laughs> positive a four percent four percent win <laughs> the audience right. was so nice to her <laughs> top four <laughs> i'm just gonna say that the top four is in the order that i have them in the top four coincidentally oh, uh, so okay. number four uh 30 years old from paris france uh hometown clement ferrand france it is paloma uh she was never afraid to personify female characters even at a young age gathering all her talents acting writing directing and sewing paloma started doing drag in 2018 she performs in solo acts with the king's chefs and the drag queen's company in numerous parisian clubs and cabarets Paloma also made an eponymous short film coming out this year and received an award at the Music and Cinema Festival of Marseille. Um, I just, we're going to get to the look, which is so fucking exciting. But there is something about this drag artist that is just, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the marina of it all where I'm so enamored preseason and then we get to see her brain and I'm like, what the fuck? And maybe it's the ship on her head. I don't know, but I'm so excited by Paloma. Um, and again, having the acting, writing, directing, and sewing skills, being a multi-talented artist on a show like this can really set you apart and get you far. I think she might have the tools to get to the end. But again, there's just three other people who are just a little better right now, in my opinion. Um, Scott, what do you think about Paloma? Um, I mean, it's, she's just like, first of all, visually striking, like in this like cast and all the lives, like it's like very easy for her to be like the first one your eyes go to. Um, no, I'm very excited. I'm very excited to like see how her drag like shakes out on TV and like in a high pressure situation. Um, and she definitely seems like the type who might like turn out some like really wild moments of just like, oh, wow, that's like really good. Um, and I'm definitely excited. She definitely like gives that energy um plus i feel like she's just like really hot like she's like 
her Instagram feed is just very. I'm like, oh, oh I gotcha. I have, I haven't gotten to that um, portion of the out of drag moments yet. Yeah, uh, um, <laughs> but just like she knows what she's doing. She knows like she's like serving things very consistently, and like I'm like, this is hot. This is like it keeps coming. It keeps coming. Um, I'm excited. Yeah. It'll be fun. Now, my question of the season for her is: she does it all, but does having multiple talents equate to a crown, or will she be wearing her ship once she sails away? Amanda, um, talk to me about Paloma because you and I had her at four. Uh, no, Scott and I had her at four. You had her at seven. I, you know, it's funny. I, I feel like I think you said it earlier to where you know she was giving us like Marina vibes, like Marina from Drago España, and it's like okay, she's definitely the weirdo of the cast. Like she's definitely conceptual. She's very high art. She's very avant garde. Like can't wait to see that but I I guess I'm just afraid that she's gonna get caught up in that and Mm -hmm. you know just because she has the skills you know she clearly makes her own things which is wonderful and you know she's so creative is she gonna get caught up in her visions is she going to be executing things the way the judges you know want them is she going to be able to cater to the challenges accordingly or is she going to get stuck with like compromising her vision? You know, that's what I'm always afraid of with these type of artists. Um, so that's why I had her lower. But I mean, in talking, you know, through, I mean, I, I do, I do understand both of you. And like, I can definitely see her making it to the end. You know, I, yeah. I do see that. I just, I'm just a little skeptical, you know. Now the look is by Pippa Just Pippa, hair by I'm Style Wig, boat by Sarah Vinkel. Um, This feels like the most Parisian thing in this entire cast. Um, just the cut, the the ruffle, um, the boat, the the hair. The hair is a little messy. I I could see maybe it's 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 trying to be waves. Um, I would like it to have been a little more structured and sculpted for that though. Um, but this just is a very exciting look. My so. question. So while it is very like you're immediately drawn to it, my first question after I saw this was like. European people wearing boats on their head feels very like weirdly colonizer callback. Like, I was just like, okay. where are these boats going and what are they doing? It was like, I just was like, that was the first thing. It's that, a like, boat in the French Riviera. And I was just like, oh. but it's like, I'm like this, this. Those are some strong waves. You're probably on the ocean. Where are you going? <laughs> okay, fair. Um, I, that was just like my first thing. I was just like, I feel like boats in Europe. <laughs> my first um, thought. Got like now, if this was better. in white, Seraphim would wear this. Yes. Oh yeah. Um, okay. You know, my weirdly, my only like I like the complaint that I have about this is I wish that the tights she has on like those like knee or like thigh high stockings i wish that that maroon trim that's on everything else was at the top of those yeah i I think it's like weird it just everything disappeared below her like waist and i I, like i kind of wish there was just that trim to like tie her leg into it a little more but very good luck yeah it's it's very very fun amanda what do you think oh this is such a good look and also i appreciate the sheet that wig she styled herself like you could buy the I'm style wig off Amazon because I do that and you style it yourself. And the fact that she fucking made that blows my mind. You, do we think it's a double sack? It has to be a double sack, right? Uh, it has to be. I don't know what the, oh my God. Like 
what did she do? But it's phenomenal. <laughs> like nice. that, it, it really is. Like she outdid herself. Um, very, 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 very creative look. Um, the silhouette is perfect for her body. Mm-hmm. It's so French. It's not even funny. I, I mean, like I love it. The only complaint, I just, I, I don't know if, if I have to nitpick. I just feel like maybe I wish her eyeshadow was a little darker, just a smidge darker to contrast. Because I feel like it's starting to look like between the pale pink on her body and just her pale skin tone, it's kind of all blending together. It almost looks browless. Yes, exactly. And it's like you do a close-up of the look and it's like all those little details are lost because she just could have had just a a different shade of pink up in there just to help you know, blend it all mm-hmm. together. But other than that, I mean, that's really nitpicking. This is a two. Yeah. Two. Audience, yeah, two. 87% two, 13% boot. All right. Coming in third place, I put her at third, Amanda put her at third, and Scout put her at second. And I'm not even going to try to pronounce her name because I don't know. <coughs> Amanda, help me out here. Um. That's a good question. I do not 100% know. It is, it's not. It, Soa is what the Americans would say. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. I, I don't know. Is it Soise de Muse, maybe? That's what I was that? thinking. We'll find out. Uh, but she is from Paris, France, originally from Fort de France, Martinique. Uh, she's 30 years old, and she discovered drag on YouTube by finding clips of the first season of RuPaul's Drag Race, originally from Martinique and living in Saint-Denis. Uh, she gets her inspiration from their culture. Uh, they're a well-rounded and captivating artist, talented in singing, dancing, comedy, and cabaret. Uh, they've been performing for almost 10 years around France in the iconic Parisian stages like Madame Arthur, L'Empia, La Carreau de Tempel. Um, they opened their own cabaret, La Bouche, with three other artists in Paris. Um, now, I'm going to ask my question first. Will the flavors of the island spice up France? Amanda, what do you think? Are we? Are, this is not going to be another Diamante moment. Is this? Please tell me we're not. No, no. Oh my goodness! Stop. Because Diamante was Dominican, so that's a very different thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> on, no less on Dominican Independence Day. I am so sorry, Dominicans. That was <laughs> that was just like so wrong. Um, but anyway, uh, no, I, I, I don't, I don't think she's going to disappoint. I think this bitch is. Fierce. She fucking fierce. Fucking fierce. I am so gagged at the fact that she's done so much. She's out of a lot of the girls on this cast, she has probably one of the longest drag careers. So she's been there, done it, seen it, perfected it, fine-tuned it, like worked another club, another club. You know, she's she's doing it. And it would be just so fucking cool, like to see her get to the finale. Like I feel like. I, I don't know something about her. She's got the skills. She's going to prove it. She's going to shine in a lot of challenges. I cannot fucking wait. And again, like look queen can sing, can, you know, dance can, can do it all. It seems. So, I mean, where is she going to, you know, now gonna scout, I know you have abs like that, right? Somewhere. <laughs> um, not, not readily visible, but. Yeah, I'm sure what, they are down there somewhere. What do you think of our new friend? Are we going to see them rise to the end? I'm so excited. Like, just I feel like everything about her is just like not only projects like confidence, but also like well placed confidence. Like, it's not just like confident for being like 
for the sake of being confident because like she needs to pretend to be like oh well like I'm just gonna act confident like whatever no, like, I think yeah. she's gonna have so much to just like back up like she's gonna be able to say anything because she can back up whatever she says no. with like well here's my fucking drag like eat it <laughs> I'm very excited now the look again Pippa just Pippa hair by Kiona um this is streetwear that just came off the Parisian runway it's still fucking fashion it is brilliant again one of the few ones who did two-tone but still worked it properly um got that matrix hair um i i just again pants on the runway um showing the body and that is a beautiful beautiful uh, set of abs there um and it just and it still has this this aura of androgyny while giving you such a feminine beat Amanda, what do you think? Oh my God, this is black excellence at its finest. Like she is serving like cunt for the gods. Like this is like, if, if ever a definition for that word in, in the drag community, that is it. Um, I love it. I love the color. I love how, you know, you said it. It's so very, very, very contemporary fashion, but at the same time, very, very streetwear, very, you know, I don't know. I just like, there's, I, there's nothing I, I can find wrong about this. Like the, the mug is on point. The wig is on point. The colors, she looks amazing. Like she, she really, really. And I mean, look at her in a group of, of all those girls. She also stands out. Like I see yeah. it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. What color do you want this one in? Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I actually love this shade. I love right? the color. I'm like, I want the, it literally looks like she just like Walk, like wore this in a like runway yeah. show walked yeah. off the runway yeah. and was just like i'm gonna go down the street for my promo shoot like she i mean it's a good. it's a beautiful periwinkle it's very strong um well i think one of my favorite things about this too is i feel like it could have been very easy to try and do white hair with this yes of like be, uh, being blue and white and trying to stay with that blue and white in right. this like pinkish roseish like hair against this blue is just so good it's like not bold enough that it's like completely distracting from everything but it complements it so well oh she looks so good her style is like i feel like she knows exactly where what she's what she wants to give and knows that she's giving exactly what she wants to give yeah Yeah, i'm i'm very very excited and again they have a full package i'm just curious how it works with uh the world of drag race um because that's going to be the key here i don't know what we this is a new franchise we don't know what kind of challenges they're going to throw if you're going to give us fashion they'll they'll probably make it straight to the end if they're going to have other challenges who knows um but this one they're a contender they're definitely definitely a contender this is a toot for me Mm -hmm. yeah toot for sure toot Audience, 73% toot, 27% boot. All right. We had a tie for first place. Um, And we're going to talk about the one who only had one person put them in first place. And it is the youngest of the cast at 23 years old, uh, from Paris, France, originally from Nice, La Grande Dame. La Grande Dame discovered drag in Nice, where she grew up and started performing drag five years ago. She started in Nice's nightclubs Les Swing and La Glam and in Paris where she became a key figure of the drag scene. She's the most followed French queen on Instagram and performs outside of France in Brussels, Venice, Monaco, and London. 
the Grand Dame has already walked many fashion runways, including for Jean-Paul Gaultier's last haute couture collection. She is a whopping 6'5". She is part of the House of Gorgeous Gucci, a ballroom house from the mainstream scene. She is active in the Parisian scene where she walks the drags runway and face category. Her ballroom mother is Kitty Smile, Gorgeous Gucci. Not any conflict of interest going on around these parts, is there? <laughs> um, um, well, my question this season is, can this tall drink of water stand out and reach the crown on top? Now, obviously, first place, Scouty Scout. Why do you have La Grand Dame as your first place winner? I just, like, there's something about her that is, like, so So this is another one of the girls that I had heard of. Like, I'd say the, the three that I, like, definitely heard of before um, were La Grand Dame, uh, Lovely Bertha, and Cam. Yeah. It was like the three that I had heard of before. Um, and so I like knew of La Grande Dame, but like, I don't know. Her, I like when the promo p- pictures were released, I was like, oh, bitch. I'm like, oh, bitch, you look good. You look confident. And you are like, I, and I, as I was going through it, I was like, with my top three, which I'll talk about like why I didn't put Cam uh, in the fir- my first or second spot. But like, I don't know. I just, I have something about her. She's giving, just scrolling through her Instagram feed, I'm like, oh, this is so good. It's so like, and keeping with the idea that it is a reality TV show, I was like, oh, this looks perfect for a for a network to be like, this is our winner. Look at how incredible she is. Look at all these things she's done. Look at. Um. Now, um. I'm. We'll, we'll discuss the look. I'm angry at her with this look. Um. Because that she <laughs> said I. She said, I'm Kimora Moore. I'm not going to do the assignment. Pastels, fuck you. She's Amanda. She's also wearing other colors too, but now Amanda, um, what is your opinion? Why did you drop her to second? Uh honestly, the look. (laughs) The look. No, because I think, well, listen, there's it's two parts right the look is a big like fuck you i'm gonna do whatever i want and like that confidence but that confidence was like okay work like okay you know you know who you are you you do what you want like you want to give us your drag unapologetically like amazing love the other part of it is again are you going to deliver in these challenges in this setting right so that's always the the if the big if about our big Instagram queens, uh, you know, yes, she has the campaigns. Yes, she has the names. Yes, she's the most popular. But like, that doesn't mean shit in this sort of environment, right? I mean, we've seen these type of girls go home immediately. We've also mm-hmm. seen them win. So it's, you know, I, I wasn't 100% sure. For me, at that point, my number one just felt a little more like a winner to me. So. That's very fair. Um, I mean, listen, she has confidence. I, I as someone who has a hundred thousand followers plus, she's mm-hmm. gonna walk in there with confidence. And I don't know if that's going to cause some tension within the room. Um, because when you have that kind of following, you have an aura of ego. And being the youngest in the cast, you're also gonna have that ego as well, being like, I'm hot shit. But that's good TV. Mm-hmm. that's fantastic oh yeah um and again having the experience to walk a runway on a show that's probably going to feature fashion as a focal point she mm-hmm. can do very very well 
But that's my fear is the age. Is that going to get in the way? All right. Um, this look by Germanier, hair by Alice Psycho, nails by Jessica Malige. Um, I'm mad at it. I, I really am mad at it because it is an incredible look, but is not right for what this theme was. And I'm shocked that they let her walk out with it. Um, because again, it's the Kimura more of I'm going to wear neon green when the, the category is pastels. So again, we're just anti-pastels here. That being said, what she is wearing is so incredible. I believe it is fully hand-beaded. Um, so good on the designer who made that. Um, but she looks like a fashion model. And I'm waiting to make sure that she can do drag too. Scout. Um. So all, this is like, I was like scrolling through the designers like Instagram and like his like, especially just like latest collections or whatever, very like upcycled beads and like these very like geometric dot like, you know, type outfits. Yeah. I, I, I 100% agree that like they should not have let her walk, they should not have let her walk out there in, and take this cast photo when she looked like that. <laughs> but I'm also like, they did though. So they did. did let her go on. This honestly, like she wanted this to. honestly looks sign. like this looks like a reject from the Draggers Italia photo shoot. Remember those? <laughs> I can see it. I can see it. Um, but uh, no, I love it. I think she just looks so good. And the like full body shot, like, yeah, legs all the way up. Yeah, those are those, those are the legs. Naomi Smalls is quaking. There have been there have been entire drag queens on drag race that are shorter than just her legs. Like Georges. <laughs> oh. Amanda, what do you think? Um, the look, if it wasn't in this promo, I would give it a shoot because the artistry is beautiful, the workmanship is there. I love the color. I just I love everything about the look, but it just does not fit the assignment. And yeah. so that upsets me a lot because. Again, yes, you know, work, you want to do your own thing, but like, you know, it's not all about just looking fashion. You know, she could have just, she could have looked fashion and fit this pastel look. She could have given us something a little bit more, you know, I don't know. I, maybe she's just that cutting edge. You know, she didn't want to pastel, like, oh, you know, pastels for spring, like, like you know, groundbreaking. Like, she just didn't want to do that. I also and exactly. That's, Right. I, and like, that's fine. I hope that, I hope that she was standing there like going like, well, this beat is pastel. Yeah, right. she probably is. Well, I mean, I mean if, if you really look at it, the base is that blue um, pastel. So like, yeah. that's probably the excuse there, but um, no, she, she, she is confident. Um, and I think we're going to be talking about La Grand Dame a lot, but this yep. look, I'll probably give her toots all of season long, but this one's going to be a boot. <laughs> yes. well just to just to make up for that i'm gonna shoot it <laughs> and i'm going to it's a it's a soft toot like a <laughs> like a moots like a like we're like a meh, i don't know for me i think if well, anything, the audience my strongest, my strongest opinion is just that they she convinced them to let her walk out there and yep. <laughs> i mean like, i have the most instagram followers so you're gonna let me do whatever i want I mean, that honestly, it, it dictates, you know, clearly she's going to make it far. Do you know what I mean? Like, to me, that's what that also says. Like, they're not going to fuck. They're not going to fuck with her and, and, and do things if she clearly, you know, 
The audience, 67% toot, 33% poop. That's interesting. And you know what Very I think it is? I think it's people maybe that are not necessarily, um, you know, into like the most avant-garde fashion or like on the pulse of fashion. Like this is very, very, very fashion forward. Yeah. This is mm. very, very French. This is very, very like couture. This is very, you know, like mm-hmm. if you're not into fashion, I get why you wouldn't like this look. Cause it's a, it's a little, you know, it's a little hard to digest. Yeah. Well, we have another person with the same top ranking, uh, but two people per her at first myself and amanda it's got all the way down at three which tanked her and reason why we had a tie um <laughs> it is from paris france originally from abon france uh it is aquaria and sagittarius kid sister cam hugh um cam hugh grew up in are they she before discovering drag through rupaul's drag race and the Parisian drag scene. For the past four years, Cam Hugh has worked as a professional makeup artist and drag queen. Cam Hugh shows her incredible makeup and fashion skills on YouTube and Instagram and performs regularly on stage in Paris. She also has performed in the, in the US, Belgium, and Austria for the most recent life fall. As the face of major cosmetic brands, she is the first French drag queen to have her portrait in Elle, France. Her drag inspirations include Aquaria, Kimchi, Aja, Milk, and Naomi Smalls. Are we surprised? Not at all. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> I like her. Yeah. Amanda, talk to me about Cam Hugh, because you're the one who kind of convinced me. Keep my eye on her. Yeah, I, so when I first joined Instagram and I was following fashion accounts and drag accounts, she is one of the first international artists that I followed um, with very good reason. I mean, there's no way like you don't follow that account. You know what I mean? I feel like everyone I know, if you're gonna know a French drag artist, you know Cam. Every one of us, I think we follow from the looks, from the wigs, you know, that's how we all know Christophe Mecca. I mean, like their relationship and, and collaborations are like insane. I've never seen some, again, some of the best wigs I've ever seen. Um, some of the best looks, uh, the things that, I mean, they're only, what they're only like 23, right? Like they are 23 as well. They've done so much in such a short time. And the, the standard is like, it's, it's as tall as La Grande Dame, like literally like the level of talent is surreal. And she already has ties with the drag race franchise, to be honest with you. I feel like she's friends with a lot of drag race girls. She's, you know, I feel like she's always at DragCon. She's always, you know, so it just makes sense, you know. And like I told you, I'm actually surprised she is not the host. Yep. That's what I thought. When I first heard of the rumors of Drag Race France, I was like, oh yeah, Cam, absolutely. Why wouldn't they? So cool. And then when we found out the cast, I was like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense because that way cam can win and then cam's drag family can compete because otherwise it's a conflict of interest right that was my reasoning there um but i mean again when i think of french drag excellence i think of cam Hill. like absolutely now now scout based on amanda's interpretation does cam hugh is she the french equivalent equivalent of art simone oh so yes I, that was like, that's the like parallel I have in my head specifically. There are multiple people that I've talked to about Drag Race France that were like, I was kind of surprised Cam wasn't the host. Um, yep. I think had had Nikki 
never been on Drag Race. I think Cam's chances of maybe not being a host, but like being actually part of the production and not on the cast would have been like a lot higher because um, they wouldn't have had like a Rue girl to pull like they had in Canada. They were like, mm-hmm. um, but no, I like I said, Cam was one of the three that I had known of. Like I've known Cam's name. I've seen Cam's face in many different uh yeah like wait you know different posts and stories and videos and stuff like that so um I definitely think she's got a lot going for her um she's got the fame but will that be enough to just crown her this look hair by Christophe Mecca look by Mademoiselle Bull nails by Chloe Dan um we all know this is my favorite color so I am very attached to this look um but again this is very Parisian and she is not giving you here's my body, I am sexy. She's giving you, here's fashion, love me. Um, It's gorgeous. The silhouette is stunning. Um, The hair, I mean, obviously this is a Christoph Mecca classic here um, because unlike kind of like what Envy Peru does where it's kind of pulled back, she's letting it hang down. And I think that's stunning and very youthful. Um, She still has this very youthful, aura about her but she is so well put together i mean those sleeves you can sleep uh, in them <laughs> these that are also a train incredible yeah incredible. amanda what color do you want this in oh my goodness black red like give it to me black and white striped oh my goodness i this is polish like the definition mm-hmm. of drag polish to the t still insanely French silhouette. Not only are you giving me like this beautiful, you know, lingerie reference, but then you're also giving me a la croix pouf. And then you're giving me the detail, the ruffle on the sleeves is very Versailles. And then the hair is also like, it just, every inch of this look is stunning. Um, it's so funny that you mentioned about the hair swooping uh, down because remember that was our criticism for drag set last. See, like this is okay. how it's done this is the way you do that look um it's so so like i i really there are no flaws like i i can't i'm zooming in i'm trying to find them the colors everything the color suits her so well i mean nails on both hands nails it it, it matches everything like this is whatever she's doing whoever she's got on her team like these are all (laughs) this is just drag perfection like so, i it's so good yeah feelings i uh it's just it's like everywhere you zoom in everywhere you look it's just like so fun to look at and it's but it's like very well made and there's like so much going on but it's so simple and it's so like yeah. very like everything is just buttoned up perfectly and it, i just want to keep looking at it which is like i like keep zooming in on different parts and I'm like oh this is so cute her face is so gorgeous yeah. she's <laughs> like, like a little she's like a little doll like it's like uh, it's, it's kind of scary like actually how on I, the hair coming into like lining up with her eyebrow like oh it's all so good yeah um it's a two. Oh yeah it's a two this is a shoot for me this, this, this is my only shoot, act, yes. <laughs> I, 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 I saved my shoot for the end this is this is everything oh, oh. the audience you might be shocked 100 percent too there we go uh-huh. i mean there it is. Uh, you know sometimes a lot of these results you know we always joke and say we question taste level 
but there's literally no if ands or buts about right. how amazing like no like there's 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 nothing like how how could there no 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 okay. now i love to discuss the instagram count prior to the season just to see how things shape up and and see how things work um we've had seasons where there have been a lot of queens um the cast that are under ten thousand. um so in the in the previous times before the swipe up but now anyone can swipe up or go to a link on instagram yeah. so what's the point of having over ten thousand? anyway um there are four <laughs> that are over 10k and the rest are under um shall i go through the names for you yeah. All right, at the bottom with 3,209 is Lova La Diva, which means Queens of New York. A lot of you can get on Drag Race based on that statistic. Drag Race friends. Um, <laughs> um, I was going to make a, a potential spoiler joke about season 15, but I'm not going to. Uh, no New York girls. Zero New York girls. La Brioche is 6,697. Paloma, 7,415. Ellipse, 7,598. La Cajina is 7,793. Lolita Banana, 8,479, with the rest being over 10K. Uh, La Bigberta is 10.9. Um, Suad de Muse, 13.3K. Cam Hugh, 85.2. And La Grande Dame is over at 101,000. Um, no shocks there, really. No. Basically, our top three are the top three, with number four kind of at number five. So Paloma is the only one that is the the one who might not have the Instagram account, but will have the talent to back it up. So we'll see if this reflects anything or if this is just facts for preseason. <laughs> um, I I'm very excited for the season. Obviously, um, when I got to speak to Nikki at DragCon, she's beyond excited. She's very thrilled. Um, I am so excited to see her shine. And honestly, um, I can't wait to see what she's going to walk out in every week. Mm-hmm. Um, she's going to fucking. Oh, it's going to be stunning. RuPaul, watch out. RuPaul, watch out. Because uh, if, if Brooklyn did what she did, RuPaul's going to do it better. Also, just like knowing the like, the like rumor of like, if. Jean-Paul Gaultier is going to be on the first episode. Like, they're clearly pulling connections. Like, Nikki's clearly, like, I'm very excited to see what she's going to in. Now, um, we've had a tradition recently of previous contestants coming back and um, guesting as a judge. Any chance that Jerezy Durkley will be on as a guest judge? Too soon. Yeah. Theresa May was on Espana. That ba- they barely filmed well, by the time they finished filming before it aired, they aired, it had aired though right like they she just aired it they just aired it mm-hmm. um so i don't know what the time around but she would my, be the only one i think that could potentially work right who else must be sprint i mean unless canada you have a lot of the sure. montreal sure. Yeah, rita Vega. Yeah. <laughs> oh well hey it could um i don't know if rita Vega can leave um Quebec. Uh, she's she's usually stuck there. Um, no comment. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, you know what? I'm very excited for this season, and uh, hopefully, maybe Nikki will give us some things we can share in the podcast. Who knows? Um, but no matter what, this is going to be a good one. And I think I'll have you both come back at some point to do recap one or two or four. Who knows? Yeah. Um, 
because I have a couple people who said they're interested, but you know, with the summer and having three drag races at once, who knows? Yet again. I just I just hope it doesn't get lost in the mix, kind of the way yeah. Italia did. Yeah. Um, and I also hope in, in 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 the way that Italia did, I hope there are eliminations. <laughs> and I hope whoever wins actually wins a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still really bitter about Fingers that. crossed. Really bitter. Okay, where can we find you both on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Venmo at Scout Sonner. Um, and for the, I think this is the first time in a very long time that I've done the podcast and actually had a gig coming up. Uh, yeah, what are you doing? I yeah. am performing at 9.30 Club on July 9th in Washington, D.C. It's going to be uh, Night of a Thousand Kylie's doing Kylie dance party. It's going to be real fun. Big, easily the like biggest stage I've ever performed on. So I'm shitting my pants a little, but... <laughs> We're gonna make it work in a fun way, in an exciting yeah. way, not in like yeah. a. But yeah, Amanda. I'm oh, that's so cool! I'm excited. Um, me, you can find me on Instagram, uh, Amanda.massacre, Venmo, Amanda Massacre Drag, and then of course we have next week, Pups and Pride, Paws and Pride. There you go, all the puppies. Pride Drag Brunch, local here in Astoria. Um, I'm excited for that with Frida Cox. That'll be a very fun all ages dog friendly drag brunch uh, to celebrate and wrap up New York City Pride. Um, so I can't wait for that. I um, literally have been just busy doing things for that. And um, I'm honestly excited to just roll around with dogs and lip sync and be really cute in a look and get, you know, just roll around with puppies. I mean, what's wrong with that? Uh, and some amazing food and great coffee. Like what's wrong with that? All you can ask for it. Yeah, honestly. It is a very exciting to have you both here. Um, it's going to be a fun season. We're going to we're going to cover it all. And and Pride is going to be fun. I know, Scott, you're not going to be in New York, right? Unless you're going to make a surprise appearance. I told myself I'm deciding by the time I go to bed on Tuesday. <laughs> Whether or well, not maybe. I will be well, in maybe, New York. Okay. Maybe I'll okay. see you then. Uh, um, I have a place to stay if I need to, so... where and who, who is that? Which lover is that? Huh? I said, which lover is that? My ex-boyfriend? No. <laughs> he lives in a really nice apartment that's very conveniently located. Oh, okay. Well, then which one? Wait, wait, which ex-boyfriend is this? Wesley. My I don't know Wesley. Quarantine 2020 boyfriend. Oh, okay. Well, thank you both for being here. Until thanks next time. Yeah, thank you for having us. The biggest thanks to Amanda and Scout for coming on. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash block talk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at feedingthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Mm-hmm.